workers have been killed, many more wounded. Correspondent Charlie Daggett begins our coverage from Kyiv. The interior minister says uh, Ukrainian troops have been engaged in combat on the outskirts of the capital, uh, claiming that forces shot down three Russian helicopters that were trying to attack a military airport. European leaders promising a new round of sanctions on Russia. The EU's Ursula von der Leyen. President Putin chose to bring war back to Europe. I'm Elaine Cobb in Paris. French President Emmanuel Macron has condemned the invasion and called on Russia to immediately end its military operations in Ukraine. Germany has also condemned it, calling it a flagrant breach of international law. Britain says it's a catastrophe for Europe. The European Union meets later today to decide on sanctions against Russia. President Biden promising new, harsher sanctions. Republican Congressman Michael McCall, ranking member of the House Foreign Relations Committee, tells CBS. Mornings. We have to come together now, Republicans and Democrats, on a very strong sanctions package, the likes of which we've never seen. Mr. Biden is expected to address Americans as they face sticker shock at the pump. Correspondent Nancy Cordes is at the White House. Oil topped $100 a barrel for the first time since 2014. And since Russia is a major exporter of oil and natural gas, this invasion is likely to put increased pressure on the global supply chain, forcing prices to rise even more. What to expect next time you fill up your tank? CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. It is likely that gas prices are going to rise at least temporarily by at least maybe 5, 10, 15 cents to 20 cents a gallon. Oil prices have topped $100 a barrel for the first time since 2014. Wheat futures are skyrocketing too. Ukraine, one of the world's largest grain exporters, has stopped shipments from ports in the Black Sea. S&P futures are down 99. Dow futures off 754. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Here's football legend Howie Long for Skechers Archfit Shoes. Do you like comfort? Of course you do. Everyone does. But if you've never tried Archfit Shoes from Skechers, you're missing out on next-level comfort. Saying you like comfort but not trying Archfit is like saying you like Italian food but you've never tried pasta. You're missing out on the number one thing. Because with Archfit, Skechers created a whole new kind of comfort. They teamed up with podiatrists who used over 20 years of data to create a shoe that provides total foot and arch support for all-day comfort. ArchFit distributes support across the arch no matter what foot type you have. You don't need an arch problem to love how they feel. And you say you have a passion for comfort but haven't tried them? That's like saying you're a sports fan but have never watched football. It makes no sense. So if you're the kind of person who claims to like comfort, stop what you're doing and try a pair of ArchFit exclusively from Skechers. Then you'll finally understand true comfort. See all the styles of comfortable machine washable ArchFit shoes now at Skechers.com. An icy winter storm is slowly making its way from Texas, north and east, to Maine. Road crews in Arkansas have been salting and sanding highways there. Dave Parker with the State Department of Transportation. We got word that, hey, we're going to have to get out a little quicker 
uh, react with our salt trucks here in Central Arkansas. We did not do an extensive pretreatment here in Central Arkansas. We did not because the prediction was full of rain. Many schools are closed. More than 1,600 flights in the U.S. have been canceled. In California, traffic on I-5 out of L.A. moving again. Amazon suing a couple of product rating websites, accusing them of writing fake reviews and reaping the financial rewards. CNET's Ian Schur. The truth is, unfortunately, that when a review is paid for, indirectly or directly, it's impossible to figure out whether or not that person was telling the truth. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Do you check your Google search results regularly? You should. People often get their first impression of you or your business online. Negative comments on the Internet can impact your life and your livelihood. Take control of your online reputation. Get your free reputation report card at reputationdefender.com. It may reveal negative posts from an ex-employee, upset patient or client, news article, legal issue, or even exposed personal information right there in your Google search results. Uncover what's lurking on the Internet about you with reputationdefender.com's patented scan and get your free reputation report card. Or for immediate assistance with your reputation, call 800-401-6681. Our cutting-edge technology helps make your Google search results look their best. Call 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. 800-401-6681. Or take the free scan at reputationdefender.com. Step back in time at Four Mile Bakery out on the farm. At Four Mile Bakery out on the farm, the wagon wheel donuts are authentic, handcrafted, and made the old-fashioned way. Using an old Amish recipe, the wagon wheel donuts are soft and fluffy like cotton candy, and they melt in your mouth. As you step through the front door, you'll smell what great-grandma's house used to smell like. Fresh yeast donuts, cake donuts, breads, candies, and fudge, all ready for you and your family to enjoy. Four Mile Bakery, out on the farm. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call one 800 99 their whole hospice, we celebrate life. Hi, I'm Dr. Gordon Christensen. When I became a dentist, I learned how quickly poor oral health can lead to other serious health problems. And for people without access to care, these problems can spiral very quickly. I wanted to help, so I joined Dental Lifeline Network. Right now, there's a wait list for patients in need in your community. I'm asking fellow dentists who will join me in seeing one patient per year. To learn more, visit willyouc1.org. We've all got our daydreams, right? Little things, big things, things you know one day you'll do. Then out of nowhere, cancer. And all your plans don't change a bit. I would know. I'm about to jump out of an airplane with my dad. Our first time skydiving solo. And my second year since starting cancer treatment at Ohio Health. All right, Dad, let's go. You keep making plans. Visit OhioHealth.com slash keep making plans. 
You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Athens County cares about you. I'm Micah. Join me Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 on Classic Hits 970 AM and 971 FM WATH for discussions about essential information for seniors, such as nutrition, caregiving, mental health, Medicare, and all other relevant topics for seniors in Athens County and the surrounding areas. Athens County Cares, a project of United Seniors of Athens County, Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 a.m. on WATH. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH, Athens. I swear, as I was driving to work this morning, there were micro raindrops frozen coming down. Almost so small you couldn't see them. Weird. Hey, we got a special edition today. The Athens Area Chamber of Commerce is our topic. And Danny Underhill, who heads that up, she's our guest this morning. Right here on 970 WATH. Well, good morning and welcome, folks. Hope your morning's going all right. Danny Underhill, good morning. Good morning, Dave. Welcome. Thank you. You know, um, um, my involvement in the Athens Area Chamber has been significant over the years, but not in recent years. And um, uh, I guess it's my age or something like that, or that I've had too much to do with it <laughs> in other chambers, too. My, my dad and I had uh, tremendous uh, workings there. The chamber had... Oh, there may be still one or two people alive who will remember that it was just a tiny operation. And they basically, the chamber was open Wednesday afternoons, and that's it. And it was in the tall security bank building there. They called it years ago, like above, um, oh, suddenly I can't think of the name of that um eating place but anyway um and, and my dad had been very active in chambers of commerce all over the nation and even at the uh, national level and he thought it was time that uh, Athens had a far more active chamber John Jones is that a name you're familiar with John Jones. That is not one that I've come across. We used to have Jones, Oldsmobile, Cadillac. Uh, what else did they have? Oldsmobile, Buick, Cadillac. Anyway, I think Don Wood has it these days, but it's changed its name several times over the years. 
But John Jones had had a little health issue, and he was up in Columbus uh, being uh, cared for. And um, had semi-retired. And my dad went to visit him in the hospital a couple times, and they got talking about the chamber, and pretty soon dad said, what if you became the executive director of the chamber, and we rebuild this thing, make it, not rebuild, but build it. And uh, the idea clicked. And so um, it just happened. And think of how it's grown over the years. Now, Danny, let me, let me talk a little more about history. Sure. It's uh, kind of timely that you're thinking of that. The, um, the Chamber of Commerce in each city kind of performs differently. Um, they tackle certain issues that are timely. Um, in some cases, it's just a dues-collecting thing, and they have a couple meetings. Um, in others, it's very proactive, very active with the legislature and different business, um, different organizations that can have an effect on local businesses. Um, you know... It's, it, it can be any number of models. Now, it was the Athens Chamber of Commerce. My dad said, let's make it the Athens Area Chamber of Commerce. So we did that. Is it still that? It is. It is. Okay. Um, the membership. How many members do you presently boast? Well, we it varies, and of the course. pandemic has, has had a little bit to do with it, and we're right in the middle, actually, of our renewal season. So the number is real flexible at this very moment, but I think... Well, under a normal circumstance. Under normal circumstance, we have somewhere between 375 and 425. Okay. That's, you know, that's a healthy number. Mm -hmm. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, this COVID thing, we'll get to that in a minute, but I can understand why some businesses are just sort of uh, teetering a little bit on the, um, should we renew this year? You mm -hmm. know, we can always renew next year if it's better or something like that. But um, the, 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 how are dues determined? Mm. We went through a dues restructure in 2018 to try to make it a bit more equitable across mm -hmm. our businesses. So currently, the main factor of the dues is the amount of full-time equivalent employees. Okay. Um, the only exceptions to that are at-home businesses, so somebody running an operation maybe out of their basement or their side room, and nonprofits. They have a little reduced rate. Mm -hmm. And then our financial institutions have a different rate, and theirs is based on millions in deposits. Mm -hmm. So um, you've tried to uh, soften the dues to allow for people that were affected by COVID a little bit, I assume. We did. We didn't come out with a specific... Um, blanket reduction. We took it on a, a kind of a case-by-case -case basis mm -hmm. and reached out to our businesses and if they needed additional support we would work out something individually with that business to try to support them. I, I always try to do um, what do I want to try to say? I'm a, I'm a researcher, right? Mm -hmm. um, how many businesses could there be if every business joined the Chamber of Commerce? Oh, wow. 
I will be honest and tell you I don't know that number, but I can tell you that it's probably in the closer to a thousand if we're looking at the entire Athens area. That includes all of our villages and towns and small businesses and large businesses. Yeah, um, I came up with the number 890. Mm, I, on a guess, that's what I would have guessed closer to a thousand, yeah. so I'd say you're right. So you're not too far off. <laughs> now, um, the the leadership. Um, I was president of the Chamber of Commerce. The president was a role that turned over um, every, sometimes every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once in a while you'd have someone that was in it for two or three years at a stretch. Um, I did that. Um, the And then the uh, executive director was the full-time person, and then they had a staff. And it used to be located, uh, the chamber, we moved it to, once we made it a full-time chamber, to the lobby of the Ohio University Inn, and it was there for many years. Mm-hmm. They've since um, vacated that space and, and made the lobby bigger now at the end. So those, those spaces are no longer divided off. Um, where does the chamber live today? Today, we reside at the Ohio University Innovation Center, which is an incubator of local businesses. So down on West State. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, I'm, I'm embarrassed that I can't remember all the names from the past, but the different, uh, generally it was the executive director and then there was a full-time administrative aide, right? And today, um, and I guess, you know, people don't like the terms, but we call it secretary. Um, those two people were the real heart of the chamber. Now, today, it's a little bit more than that, right? It is. We um, happily just hired on our fourth staff member as a part-time. Uh, there's been some professional development and growth from previous staff members. So we have currently myself as the president and executive director. We have Don Worley-Sims. Uh, most of you out there may know Don, who has been with us for 20 years, mm-hmm. is the director of membership. We have a marketing and PR specialist who works mostly remotely and makes us look good out there in the world uh, that we hired last year, and she's done a spectacular job. And at the beginning of this month, we just started onboarding an administrative assistant that's working with us for 30 hours, a recent graduate of Ohio University. Cool. Yeah. Now, um, the um, let's see, what was the third person you mentioned? The uh, that is Kristen Slimmer. Yeah. I did not mention her name. Thank okay. you. And, and does she live in our region? Or? She does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. She is, um, she's committed to this region, kiddos in our local school. Um, some of you might know her from her previous um, work with Career Connections. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, um, there have always been active as, uh, let me start this all over. Athens, there I got it out. Athens has always been somewhat ahead of other communities in terms of organizations that help this and that. Um, I still think we are. We've had so many added, and I, I, 
I just like the way Athens, and when I say Athens, I'm talking about Southeast Ohio, um, has, um, uh, they seem to always be aware of a problem and then organize some organization uh, takes shape to help deal with that particular problem. And um, so with that said, uh, the chamber, uh, what are your particular problems that you deal with for the community? Hmm. That is a really great question. And you mentioned it at the first that chambers are remarkably different depending on where you go. Sure. Uh, so it really depends on what we what comes to us. We try to be, you're right, extremely proactive with things that are going on out there. And we're noticing um, shifts as a new generation enters the workforce where now we have more generations within the same office. So trying to provide some guidance um, and training around how to manage multiple generations within a workforce. So things of that nature. Um, we try to get out ahead of things with um, appealing to our travel and tourism industry where we know that our area has some really great resources that folks want to partake in, like our beautiful nature that we love in our backyard and trying to build a sustainable and um, long longevity building around a new economy with this tours, tourism and travel industry. The um, why? <clears throat> let me let me back up just a notch, and I, I'm not trying to embarrass you at all. No, please. Um, how was it that you think you were selected to be? What is your title? <laughs> My title is president. President. Okay, mm -hmm. so they ch I thought they had changed that over the years. They had. So within the office, president is the face and executive director. Within the volunteer leadership, you have the chair of the board of directors. And so then the that, that's generally someone from the business, uh, a member, right? Correct. Okay. Yes, our leadership have to be members within our, our membership ranks. Of course. And... Um, we're trying to, well, we did in the last year, um, kind of build that process a little bit better and a little bit more equitable with a call for nominations. So the chair is an annual, uh, named annually, or can they serve multiple years? I believe they can serve multiple years. Our bylaws um, state they can serve multiple years. We made some guidance for our executive committee to review. Um, we will start doing intentional elections for our officers every year mm -hmm. um, whereas previously it was an automatic uh, graduation if that makes sense when somebody enters the board you know someone might be the vice chair which means in a year or two they're going to be the chair mm -hmm. they work their way up yep that's the idea but previously it was um, those weren't voted on it was um, somebody would just come in and start out as a secretary and then move through the ranks um, regardless if they really wanted to or regardless of their skill set. <laughs> so we thought it would be better to be intentional about that so that we can have, um, you know, guided leadership in a way that matters. So every year our board will nominate their own officers uh, with intentionality. Now, the the leadership, uh, how, how is it initially established? So <coughs> before someone works their way up to being chair, uh, if someone uh, shows an interest, mm -hmm. um, are they welcome? Are they? Um, do you reach out to people and say, "Would you be interested 
And how, how does it get founded? Yeah, yes to all. We have a nominating committee that is appointed by the previous year's chair to put together, and they determine what the nominating committee is looking for with any possible vacancies. And from that, we put out a call for nominations with a mind of particular perceptions or skills that we're looking for to build. And then um, there's a kind of an application process that that nominating committee reviews of each of the, the folks who are interested. And mm -hmm. so we do active recruitment and we do passive um, recruitment with somebody who we might not realize is interested. We try to use our events and other committees as feeding grounds for that. So folks who are already active within our ambassador club or within some of our other committees like the Uptown Business Association or our advocacy area, those become places that uh, we look for skills. Okay, now you've mentioned two areas or two groupings that... Mm -hmm. uh, Okay, so how many groupings are there? So you say there's the Ambassadors Club. I assume that's a group that goes out and talks to uh, businesses to make sure that concerns that are affecting them are being addressed by the chamber. Um, maybe it is also to um, let them know the chamber is active in those areas and would you care to be a member if they aren't already? Um, let's see, what was the other group you mentioned? The other group that I mentioned was the Uptown Business Association. Well, that's, that's a geographic thing. Mm -hmm. And are there other geographics? Like, is there the Richland Avenue or the East State? You know what I mean? Yeah, we, there is not. Okay. Uh, the board's taken up that conversation, but we hope to not create it so divisively. Yeah. Um, the Uptown Business Association actually is about as old as the chamber. Um, they yes, were kind of raised about the same time mm -hmm. and have unique um, challenges in a unique market that doesn't have an effect to the rest of, of, of the city. So we honor that historical uh, relationship. Charles O'Blenis had a lot to do with the Uptown Business Association, as I recall. Well, there's a lot of stories about him. What a, what a fascinating guy he was. Unique. Anyway, and of course, the foundation he left. Wow. And now Oblenus Hospital. Well, okay, so leadership. Now, uh, I assume you have members who meet on a, some sort of regular basis, perhaps monthly. And it's the monthly chamber board meeting, right? That's correct. Although the board now only meets, I think, nine times a year. Nine times. We try to give them a break. Okay. And how large is the board? The board is 11 folks long. Okay. And um, that so the board is, is made up of, of members from the business association, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, in addition to the board, you have the the staff and employees and workers um, associated with the chamber, right? Correct. So uh, that meeting might be 15 or 16 people um, when they meet. What is um, let's see? Do they take the summers off, or what time, or just like holiday periods or what? We usually break 
uh, from our board. We put it in recess at our two large events that are in May and in September. We don't meet those months. And we usually do not meet in, I think it's December. Okay. Are those three months that we do not meet? No. Uh-uh. I lied. I'm sorry. Forgive me. You not didn't enough lie. coffee. You just misspoke. <laughs> I misspoke. Yes. February. We take February off. Okay. And then May and September. So you said two major events, one in May, one in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, May's coming up. May is coming up. And what is that event? It is our annual golf benefit. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks look forward to this every year. Now, and... for someone like myself, who is a terrible golfer, <laughs> okay, I used to play three times a week. Can you believe that? When I lived in Hawaii. I played with my military buddies on Wednesday afternoons. I played um, Saturday with a club that I was responsible for. I kind of managed over on the windward side that was owned by my boss, Cecil Heftel, who was not my military boss. He was my, my, my broadcasting boss. Now, and then our home was on the Wailai Golf Course where the Hawaiian Opens held. So, 16th tee. <laughs> so, I, our corporation was members there. So, I'd go out and play. We'd walk on it, upset the golf course immensely every day <laughs> with friends, starting at the 16th tee. Oh, well. So, all this it. golf, and I was no good at it. I finally gave it up. Um, well, the good news is, is that this isn't required to be good at golf. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so a large golf event, which I assume takes place at the country club. We do. We uh, proudly went back uh, last year for our first time back in a couple, and we were thrilled. Well, Bruce and everybody out there have made a big difference. It seems like it. We're, we're pretty excited to be out there again. Then the September event is what? The September event is our annual auction and dinner that folks may remember uh, from years past. Unfortunately, that one was one we could not create um, through the pandemic to keep going. So we are very much excited to have that one back in September. Well, make sure that, um, of course, the station has been members of the chamber since day one Mm -hmm. of our uh, ownership. Um, And I think the... the only other owners, the, um, oh, shucks, help me, uh, Scott. Um, oh, well, I can't do it right now. My memory. Getting old. Um, there's only been two owners of this radio station. It's got 73 years in existence. <coughs> yes, Andy Coveland, thank you. I think they were members all along, too. Um, anyway, um, with our Im- involvement in Chambers of Commerce in Honolulu and Columbus and even the United States U.S. Chamber, um, when we went over and bought the w- WKRP in Norfolk, Virginia, we got involved in the uh, Hampton Roads Chamber of Commerce. Um, golly, I'm real gung-ho about Chamber of Commerce. So it was fun to have you in today. Now, um, the annual auction and dinner. That's um, that's a largely social event, right? It is largely social. But various businesses, 
provide this and that. And people can bid on them. Mm-hmm. And like uh, there's an advertising campaign, as I recall, that we would uh, put out there and it, people could bid on that. Now, the money used the proceeds from whatever the high bid is goes to the chamber. And then um, the businesses get the benefit of whatever that chamber member um, had put up for auction. It's kind of a neat thing and wonderful dinner and all that. So those are those two big events. Um, who, if you were going to turn before you knew me, <laughs> if you were going to turn to somebody and say, "Tell me about the history of this organization," who would you have turned to? Ooh. Who would I have turned to? You meaning me as the president? Or yeah. Me as a to to find somebody of historical historical just, pieces just, out. Just because you're curious. Mm. Well, I reached out initially. Um, I was an ambassador, if, if memory serves me correctly, mm-hmm. before uh, stepping into this, and so I went back to some folks like Betsy Beringer at the OUN, of who course. has been involved for quite some time. Um, additional one of my great friends oh she's great she's so great uh so she would have been one i would have reached out to and asked another one was uh wendy jackmas the previous president of course uh, two prior to me she sat in that chair where you are a number of times i would i would i would imagine so but that was a fun time um i i did reach out to her when i first joined the organization as an ambassador um Okay, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> let's um, let's talk about um, Danny. Okay, so Danny, where were you raised? Mm, the easier question might be where wasn't I raised? Okay, I was born in Texas, and I spent most of my life there, off and on. But uh, we moved quite a bit as a kid. Um, so about I Texas, or you mm, mean different places in Texas, or what? around Texas and out of Texas uh, as far as Alaska when I was 7 Canada when I was 13 so I've got to ask what profession did your parents have that caused this (laughs) Uh, it wasn't a profession necessarily it was more of um, ants in the pants and try stuff new my mom I don't know that expression uh, you know somebody that might have some ants in the pants and they get wiggly and unsettled so they gotta move Okay, okay, I yeah. get it. Um, so what were your parents proficient at? Um, my father, who is my stepfather actually, he is. Uh, he was from Canada, that's the reason we ended up going back there mm-hmm. for some time. Uh, he was raised in the manufacturing industry, and my mother was retail sales management. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Now... Um, Brothers, sisters? Mm-hmm. I have two younger brothers. I'm the oldest of three. Read into that birth order what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's three of us. One resides now in Oklahoma, and the other one is in West Virginia. Now, uh, how is it that you ended up in Athens, Ohio? Well, see, I'm from Athens, Texas, so I really just uh-huh. didn't want to change the town. Yeah. Uh, no, I came here for the university. I came here because I had a friend from high school who would visit up here for extended family, and it seemed like a good match. And when I was 19, I packed up a 20-foot U-Haul and towed my car and, and never looked back. 
So would you home. say you're a very independent type person? Uh, I would say I'm absolutely an independent person. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. So what an adventure. 19, and you just pick up from where? Uh, at that point, it was Athens, Texas, northeast and Texas. Moved from Athens to Athens. <laughs> I so had to keep the same. That's not exactly adventurous, but <laughs> uh, at least phonetically. Um, okay, so uh, what did you know about Athens before you arrived? I knew that it was a college town. I knew that it was nestled in hill and forest country and that I love the outdoors. That that really about sums it up. It was home of Ohio University. Now, um, I think I first got to know you when um, oh, the office supply store was here. Staples. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Boy, do we miss that kind of a store. But... Um, um, anyway, uh, you were uh, you got involved with them, right? I did. Yeah, that's actually where I made I would say most of my initial connections and, and business connections. Now, how did you get involved with the chamber? Mm-hmm. Well, initially, uh, when Wendy was brought on as the executive director, I was working at Staples, and I remembered we both trying to um, connect about how to help each other out in terms of business. Uh, During that time at Staples, I worked with marketing and um, print products. So I was trying to see how I could help the chamber, and she was trying to get Staples to join the chamber. Wait a minute. Print products? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like back in the day when you had, like, business cards or banners. Oh, 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 I thought you meant, like, print advertising. I was going to uh, harass you a little bit (laughs) uh, because... uh, we would have loved to have helped Staples uh, on the radio. Uh, I think we got some business, but not um, not what we wanted. No, that's unfortunately some of the the downfalls of a corporate structure like that. Yeah. So anyway, that was when I'm I was teasing you. Involved. You understand? Um, okay, so you got involved with printing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to Holzer, I became an ambassador on behalf of Holzer. And that was really when I got to dig in um, and become, you know, the the folks like you mentioned earlier who check in with other businesses to make sure they understand what they have in terms no. of resources. I missed this rig with this gig with Holzer. <laughs> uh, what was your role there? I was I worked actually just as a receptionist, okay. um, but more towards an office manager. And worked your way up. Mm-hmm. They recognized your good stuff and. Lo and behold, you became their ambassador on the board. That's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I had a great time. How long were you with them? I was with Holzer for about two years, I think. And then was the next assignment where the chamber came to you? Not quite. Not quite. Uh, There's one other? One other. Uh, The next assignment was with what is now OUCU Financial. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I went in as a... I think I remember this. Mm Mm-hmm. And I ended up becoming their business development person. Yeah. Well, that's a good background, you know. It, 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 I can see why the chamber would think you, you've been exposed to a variety of different things. You've worked with the public a lot. You've worked with business, different types of businesses. You're well-rounded. Thanks. So that's kind of cool. Um. And then, of course, um, oh, you mentioned her name earlier, Wendy. Mm-hmm. Um, something took her away, right? She had another 
gig, as I recall. Anyway, uh, she was going to be leaving our area. Yes. So, um, the chamber, how long now have you been in your role? I am just into my third year. So I, for those of you counting, I took this position on about six weeks prior to the pandemic. So, so what a wonderful time. <laughs> I thought of it both as a blessing and a curse. I, I get can to... tell you my business is significantly off. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was worse last year. It's a little better this year. We, we hear that sentiment. That seems like a pretty consistent sentiment. And... Um, you know, we're 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 um, doing everything. Scott, you know, has several titles here. Not only is her Ace Morning guy here on WATH, but he also sort of oversees our new or I said news for a minute. Oversees our sales department, and he's had a tough time, but he's getting it. And uh, our people are trying to step up and do everything better. While we're on the air, I'll just say we have an opening in that area. So, someone interested, let us know. Now, moving on, though. Advertising. Mm -hmm. um, it's no different than any other business. If something's upsetting people, it affects their interest in doing lots of things. And it can be as simple as going out to dinner. So restaurants are suffering. Clothing stores are suffering. Uh, I mean, everybody's suffering. And then we hear about, you know, the cost of of shipping and, and the shipping um, woes and then the prices being higher and all that stuff. It seems like all sorts of things have gone wrong at the same time. What's your impression? My impression is that we're still seeing the effects of the pandemic. And while we lived many years um, kind of riding the wave of how connected we were and how easy we could get particular products or services, we're seeing that play out on the other side when that gets constrained, when it's not local. Uh, and you're seeing that with especially the, um, the logistics and the food and, and beverage. Mm -hmm. um, you know, folks who maybe relied on um, a source that was not local are feeling that strain and a lot of our businesses are still feeling that and I anticipate they will continue to feel logistics challenges for some time unfortunately well um, why don't you um, let's, let's just identify um, the best we can you I think you've got 11 board members let's mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's, um, name a few of them or all of them Sure. So we just uh, welcomed on two new ones, um, but I'll start with our executive committee. Our past chair is David Mott. Our current chair... Now, okay, oh. we also need to kind of mention their business Oh, connection. yeah. You know, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, David Mott is from Malika Gall, Sloan and Sillery Law okay. Firm. Okay. Christy Kennard is our current chair from Career Connections. She's no good. <laughs> no good? Not at all? I'm kidding, of course. Of course. Our vice chair is Lindsay Barnett, the general manager of the um, Hampton Inn. Okay. Our treasurer is Dan Stroh from Snyder, Stroh, and Jarrett. Yep. John Daly from Quidel is serving as our secretary this year. 
And then our at-large members are Andrea Lewis from The Post, Kurt Montel from TAM Construction and Uptown Realty Group, Donna Russell from OUCU Financial, Shauna Wolf from Ohio University, and then we brought on to our two newest members that are at-large are Cody Van Meter from Ohio Health and Tim Martin from Red Tail Design in Ohio is Home. Right down the road here. Yes. You know, um, about two-thirds of that group I know too well. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good thing? Or? Uh, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Um, but uh, that's good. All right, now. Um, is there a time each year when you are seeking uh, to identify new members? We're always Not new members, I'm sorry, new, new board. board members. Mm -hmm. Our nomination process begins in the fall. Uh, so we, we usually have our call for nominations going out in October, September, October time. Um, I believe, forgive me for uh, not having the full times down, but our bylaws state when we need to have the nominations yeah. um, submitted. But we usually, in the fall time, have our call for nominations for the board. But we are always identifying and kind of keeping a, a running list of those who are interested. And, and, and do some people say, hey, you know, I'd love to be on the chamber board? Or is it more we're reaching out saying, would you be interested? It's a bit of both. Um, honestly, it's a, it's, a, it's a combination. This year we had... Um, I believe two folks that were nominated outside of our active and active recruitment and we had I believe another two that we um, identified mm -hmm. based on um, perspective or um, industry representative now um, let's see annually as I recall there are some awards presented there are now um, I I'm, I'm, I'm just give us the the gist behind. Um, I don't know how many there are, but um, the basics. There are six awards. Six awards. Mm -hmm. Our board um, reviews them every year, where we call for also nominations with this uh, from our general membership and the public overall. Winners of this do need to be members of our our chamber of commerce. Of course. And um, some of our oldest ones are the Whole Softful Economic Impact Award that uh, recognizes a member for how they impact the overall economy and longevity. We have the small, uh, John, small, pardon me, John Sparhawk Small Business of the Year Award, uh, named after John Sparhawk. We have our Ambassador of the Year who uh, showcases excellent um, work throughout the year on behalf of the Chamber. We have a Distinguished Service Award who's presented to an individual within our business community that shows service to the community over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. A Young Professional of the Year trying to recognize this next group of, of leaders. Up and comers. Uh, yep, up and comers. And then we have our Community Support Award that awards um, a business as they exemplify um, their work with the community. Well, that all sounds very worthwhile and uh, appropriate. It is. We were really excited to be able to, to recognize some of these folks at our, our annual meeting every year. Um, you mentioned that the time that you were named to be president uh, was about the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> as you talk to the Wendy's of the world, 
meaning the former directors and so on. Um, you know, what, what has made your presidency unique and more challenging? The uniqueness of my presidency comes at a time when the business community is both on the cusp of extreme um, digital connectivity and additionally with the pandemic um, has made it extremely unique. The combination of those two have been both a challenge and um, an opportunity. I think that my presidency is going to and is in the throes of bringing the chamber into the, 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 the future of chambers, which is meeting all businesses uh, where they are regardless of makeup or industry or geographical location within our area and continue to um, look towards all of the the future of our economy and some of that is not the traditional um, you know brick and mortar nine to five kind of piece but some of these are more um, socially driven or are more digital or um, you know, connected in a different way, but still supporting this local economy. The government. <clears throat> that feels like a loaded statement no, with no, no. <laughs> no context. No, this is a good one. The government has, based upon uh, COVID and everything, um, come up with three different plans, uh, not all at the same time. First, it was PPP. <laughs> and our uh, local financial institutions in conjunction with the Small Business Administration um, could assist businesses with that um, application and successfully receiving some support funds. The next version was EIDL. The current version is ERC. Um, has the chamber, do they have any role in making businesses aware of these? We do. Uh, we do. And when the, the first um, funding sources came out to be, uh, and actually, small correction, the EIDL loan was first um, because they needed right. to, to declare a state of emergency. So the EIDL loan and then the PPP loan and both of those programs uh, were there to try to support our businesses financially. The Recovery Act uh, is a little bit different. Um, but yes, we short story, we do pr provide um, those informations and those funding opportunities out. Um, and we did that during the pandemic to all businesses, not just our members. We did open up our communication and resources uh, to the entire business community because mm -hmm. we believed that that was important during the pandemic. Um, since we're not funders. So even even a non-member could <laughs> approach the chamber and say, listen, I'm struggling here. What, what are my options? Absolutely. Okay. We thought during that time 
um, that supported by our board that it was uh, meaningful to make sure that all of our businesses had resources rather than trying I to gatekeep during I a certainly time. agree with it yeah so we do uh, provide those resources and as always become a conduit of connecting those businesses to the experts in that specific thing so mostly um, connecting them with the local financial institutions or with our small business development center that helped folks through the idle loans and then the American Recovery Act um, those are well let's see here small business I guess I was thinking maybe we're in the same building, but they are, they're up on the um, ridges. Yep, they? they are up at the ridges. Yeah. We do try to be close to our partners. That's sure. one reason we're at the Innovation Center. We have our Economic Development Council and our Workforce Development Board and the, um, you know, the Minority Business Assistance Center are all right there. So we, we try to work with our partners there. I haven't been down there since it was first built in, in a research center. Wow. i got to come down and visit you. Please. They just, uh, Stacy Strauss and her team were oh. just uh, successfully with a, a renovation. I know Stacy well, mm -hmm. but I still haven't been invited. <laughs> well, Dave, consider this an open invitation okay. to please come visit our office, and uh, I will give you a building tour. Well, you know I'm joking. But, yes, I will do it. Um, okay, so now, <clears throat> what would you say... The number one thing you as the president encourages your staff to do? To continue to build and strengthen our relationships. At the core of business, it doesn't matter if you're selling ads or you're selling food. Um, your business is built on relationships and ours is no different. Uh, so the biggest thing that I, um, I, I coach my staff on and follow up about is how are our relationships looking? Um, how are they authentic and meaningful? And are we doing what we say we're going to do and follow up with the, the concerns they bring to our attention? That's a good answer. And what if you, if you were grading, you know, like you're in school and you get an A for extra good or a C for regular and whatever, how would you say our chamber is doing? As a former gifted kid, who perfection is the only measure, <laughs> that's a hard one to ask. Yeah. Um, overall, I think that we are doing well. Um, I would rate us between an A minus and a B plus. Good. I think we have good room for growth, and I'm hoping to to lead that. But overall, I think that we're doing um, a pretty great job. What is something you have always wanted to do with the chamber, but thus far not been able to well there's been lots thanks to the pandemic that's taken away you know some capacity um, but ultimately one of my my goals are to engage the um, the young adult population right the young professionals who um, for some reason are struggling to stay here so I want to to really be sure to engage that that young adult population to to build and live and bring their business here and additionally, if we're looking at a program, I would love to bring uh, chamber gift certificates. And I've got those um, hopefully in place to, to start looking at that. I'm not sure I understand that. Mm -hmm. So they would be gift certificates that um, ideally could be used at multiple businesses or at one business. And so uh, we were approached, especially through the pandemic, about buying chamber gift certificates or chamber gift cards that work for our membership. And that's a program that previously this chamber did have. Um, and then through some, some things that were outside of our control, it, it fell through. 
uh, and other chambers have a similar model, um, and we're looking and exploring those options of what might work best for our members. Okay. Now that's a, that's a moonshot. I haven't talked to really anybody. <laughs> Businesses that you're listening, please don't panic. Yeah. <laughs> um. When you look at other chambers, um, uh, whether they be in Southeast Ohio or in Minnesota, uh, do do you think, wow, what that outfit's doing is really cool. I wish we could do that here. Um or uh, does it make you proud of what we're doing here because they aren't? Well, that's a good question. There are programs, you know, some programming or particular initiatives that I find intriguing from other chambers, like the chamber gift certificates idea. But overall, I'm pretty proud of the work that we're doing. Um, unlike other chambers, we are business first. We bring business to the forefront and make it how we, we filter our lens through. But we're not business only at the, you know, forsaking other things that are important within our community. And I think that's a really important distinction that our chamber has, uh, you know, from other, other chambers. We have about two minutes left. Now, you made some notes uh, to bring in for this interview. One, what have I failed to bring up that you'd like to make sure we cover today? Hmm. We're, we're going to have you back. I, I will come back. Sure. I say any time, but I will happily come back. It might be we should have a regular monthly thing. I would not be opposed to that. But uh, what have I hmm. failed to bring up that you had hoped we would? Well, the only thing um, that really I wanted to touch on in these last two minutes is the fact that we're celebrating our 50th year of officially incorporating. You mentioned that secure building that we were housed in, and in September of uh 20 or 1972 we incorporated as our address is a secure building in Athens Ohio which I thought was funny Uh, but we're celebrating our 50th year and we had a very successful gala and annual meeting where we announced a time capsule that we'll be creating and sealing at our dinner and auction in September and so we are um, encouraging folks to reach out to us with any memorabilia or historia over the last 50 years um, to be included in that um, so that my counterpart in 50 years from now will crack that open and see what we were like. Now, there's a name that just popped into my head. Anne Algil. Yeah. Okay. And um, I believe that when I came to town, she was, was it she and her mother or am I naming her mother? Anyway, um, there was a mother-daughter um leadership and um if that person is still around we ought to get them involved from what i gather none of our founding signers are still around um and algia was one of them gerald malika and brandon t grover senior were our incorporating signatures butch butch grover Mm -hmm. if you look a little deeper, you might see a few other names like uh, Fred Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, listen, it's always terrific to see you. And um, um, if people want to know more about the chamber, sp- more specifically how their business can be uh, benefit from being a member, should they call you? Sure. They and, can also go online to AthensChamber.com. 
AthensChamber.com. And what phone number is the chamber? 740-593-9353. Thank you. Of course, Dave. Thanks you, as always, for being a guest. Well, um, I'm not the guest. Oh, well, for having me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. <laughs> Sirens have just sounded in Kyiv as Russian forces spread out across Ukraine by land, sea, and air, sending locals like Mariana scrambling for safety. Right now, I'm in a bomb shelter. It's probably the fourth or the fifth time we're getting here downstairs. Um, so, and I don't know, we stay with our bags prepared, uh, with our documents. Windows are always open because just we need to hear the sirens. Russia claims it's destroyed over 70 military targets, including 11 airfields. Ukrainian officials say dozens of soldiers have been killed. Correspondent Charlie Daggett is in the capital. Russia said it was hitting military targets, but videos showed destroyed apartment blocks and dead bodies. Shocked Ukrainians couldn't believe what was happening. Among the civilian dead residents say a 13-year-old in Kharkiv. Andrew Degler rushed to Kharkiv to rescue his mother. Get to the train station and uh, board the train and get out of here. So I'm mostly worried about uh, people and uh, the friends of mine who are staying, uh, staying here in Kharkiv because this seems to be one of the more dangerous uh, places at the moment. I'm Steve Kathan. Former National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster says the seeds for the Ukraine invasion were planted long ago by Vladimir Putin. This goes back to the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, what Putin saw as a disaster. And what Putin has been driven by since that time and since he took over in 2000, uh, 22 years ago, he's been driven by a, a, an obsession with restoring Russia to national greatness. On CBS Mornings, Michael McCall, the ranking member of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. We I haven't seen anything like this since Hitler invaded Poland in World War II. President I just hope this is not the beginning of World War III. President Biden's expected to announce major new sanctions on Russia today. Senate Intelligence Committee Chair Mark Warner tells CBS Mornings he's concerned about cyber attacks. If Russia lets 100 pieces, 1,000 pieces of malware out, either an attack against NATO or even against Ukraine that might bleed into NATO nations, we are in totally unpredictable territory. On Wall Street... Stocks plunge at the start of the trading day. Right now, the Dow is down 691 points. NASDAQ down 69. Market analysts like Phil Flynn says Americans are about to feel a big pain in their pocketbooks. Ukraine's a major wheat exporter. We're seeing soybean, price, corn. All the things that go into your breadbasket are going through the roof.